This is a Real Presence Radio News Link. As we begin the Holy Triduum, we're excited to bring you four great days of special programming. This afternoon, we'll bring you the Solemn Mass of the Lord's Supper from the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C., beginning at 4.30 Central. There will also be a Holy Week retreat and reflection beginning at 8.30 p.m. Tomorrow, Good Friday, tune in for special meditations with Bishop Barron and Father Benedict Rochelle. Devotions like Stations of the Cross, including special stations for kids at 1 p.m. The Passion by Radix and two broadcasts of the Liturgy of the Lord's Passion. On Holy Saturday, we'll bring you the Paschal Vigil with Pope Francis live from Rome at 2 p.m. Central, plus Easter Vigil Mass from the Basilica in Washington, D.C. at 7 p.m. And on Sunday, we'll have several Easter specials, plus the EWTN Mass at 7 a.m. and Mass from the Basilica in Washington, D.C. at 11 a.m. Central. Find the full lineup of special programming on our website, realpresenceradio.com schedule. This has been an RPR News Link. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus mystic monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, First Communion, and Confirmation. I look forward to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. In today's crowded higher education field, there's one university whose quality and personal care stands out from the crowd, the University of Mary. The University of Mary offers truly affordable, flexible adult education because your success is our priority. Here, you matter, and we're with you every step of the way to make sure you succeed. Choose a university community that cares about you as a student for life. Discover us at online.umary.edu slash discovermary. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating mass together, and friendships. Here at Riverview, we have all those things and more. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. With Senior Independent Living Apartments and our Crosshaven neighborhood for those seniors who need a little more assistance, it is the sense of community here that makes Riverview home to all of us. Contact me, Carrie Dew, or Kelly Brecky for a tour at 701-237-4700 or online at homeishere.org. As we continue to face new challenges each day, we at Real Presence Radio want you to know we're here for you. We're excited to announce that Monday through Friday from 9 to 9.30 a.m. Central during Real Presence Live, we'll bring you a daily Mass celebrated by one of our local clergy members. Listen to it on air or watch it on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. We know the Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith, which is why we want to bring Jesus to you spiritually Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. during Real Presence Live. Be sure to tune in. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning. From the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota, 
It's Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham, along with Father Randall Kazel, pastor of St. Michael Church here in Pine Island, where it is currently snowing in the middle of it April. Is. What a sight out the window. It's beautiful. It is. Especially since we know that the snow is not going to stay in. <laughs> we'll be <laughs> yes, here long. Right. We're, we're grateful that you're here with us. Before we move into our next segment, did you know that during this pandemic, we're broadcasting the daily mass celebrated by one of our local priests or bishops live on the radio and via Facebook, live and YouTube, Monday through Friday. You can tune in at 9 a.m. Central to listen and watch live. The video will also be available to watch at any time after that. So a quick programming note there. And uh, we have, as I mentioned, Father Randall Kazel here in the flesh at at his own parish. He's co-hosting with me, Matt Wilkham, this morning on Thursday, a holy Thursday morning. Uh, We're on the cusp of Good Friday. That's what that means. That's right. And also on the cusp then of also Easter, because time keeps on going. Our Lord intervened in time for us, and he intervenes in our times here right now. So it's for you and me and for all to come to know that he was lifted up to draw us to himself, to sanctify these times in relationship with Jesus. So I consider it a great blessing to have you here, Matt, at my parish, St. Michael, and for us to be able to share this day, this morning, as we begin the sacred triduum later today, this evening, uh, of thinking and contemplating the love of Christ for each one of us and that he is with us. Yes, and I think it's appropriate, too, to be talking about this on Holy Thursday because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but Our Lord's passion really kind of began that Holy Thursday night, right? That's right. Yeah, his passion began Holy Thursday night with the gift of the Eucharist and that he willed from that first Eucharist, the, the, uh, our Lord's, uh, last supper, that first Eucharist to be with us until the end of the world. So he is going to be sacramentally present in the Eucharist to the end of the world through the sacred priesthood, which he also instituted, uh, here at the uh, last supper. So the great graces, but then the the fulfillment of the power of that remaining with us, we get into on Good Friday when our Lord worked the action, the very concrete acts that offer our salvation as he gave his sacred humanity, all every drop of his precious blood in his sacred passion and death on the cross for the sake of the forgiveness of our sins. It's, it's, a, it's an act that words cannot describe. We, we can try to describe them, but the fullness of that act uh, is the outpouring of divine love and mercy. And it's a mystery how much God loves each and every one of us, how God, much God loves us as his family, that he, in his precious blood, he draws us to be his divine family, the divine society in the church, and to receive that grace, to live in that grace. And it, it's, it's great to think about how we have salvation through Jesus, but it's also important to, to meditate upon what that cost Jesus in order to purchase that salvation for us, what he suffered. Yeah, that, right, Matt. And you know, the, the church does a beautiful job of bringing us into the contemplation of that mystery in our liturgy. So I encourage our listeners to try to tune in to any live streaming if you can, or to read the readings or to uh, meditate upon the passion. The, the liturgy is one of the best ways, but obviously we're limited because of the, the coronavirus at this time on attending the, at the churches. Uh, but there will be uh, various liturgies live streamed around. I know in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, you'll be live streaming later tonight. I am through my own parish here at St. Michael through our Facebook page. Uh, so we're able to offer these at least for you to participate from your homes. Uh, but I want to get a little bit more 
into the, the personal nature of this because the church does, has this act of contemplating and meditating through the liturgy, uh, but, and, and that's how we gather as a family with our Lord. Uh, but it also needs to have the quality of being personal, uh, that Jesus died for us, yes, but Jesus died for me. And we need to be able to say that before our Lord. Lord, you did this for me. You did this for me. He thought of each and every one of us in his divine nature, his divine mind, which knows all things. He thought of each and every one of us with love and offered his sacred humanity for each and every one of us personally. And that needs to hit us on Good Friday. That needs to, to sink into our hearts that this is the depth of his, his love. Uh, yes, for all of us, but particularly for me. Each one of us needs to look at that and say that uh, in relationship with Jesus. Jesus died for Father Randall Kazel. Yeah. Jesus died for Matt Wilcom. Jesus died for, insert your name. Yes, exactly. So the liturgies are meant to foster this and to remind us that we all benefit from this and we all grow together because God desires us to be united in his mystical body, the church, and his, the union, the strength of that union in the church, his mystical body flows from his passion and death, his precious blood, and it's fulfilled in his resurrection. Uh, and, the, and the liturgies of the church remind us of this and give us the power to be present right there. So there'll be no masses celebrated in the world tomorrow. Good Friday. There's no mass any in the world. At least there's not supposed to be. You know, if we're all obedient to the will of, of Jesus and Holy Mother Church, there's no mass tomorrow. Which is kind of funny in, in this time when public masses are suspended. And all public services are suspended in the church. But, you know, yeah. if people say, well, there's no mass tomorrow, well, there wouldn't be anyway. <laughs> yes, there, there, there would not be. No, and there's not. And, and the idea is, is that we are, are, when we're liturgically present, Calvary is imminent. It is so imminent to us that we are participating in walking with Jesus and the liturgies of the church are focused to make us have this sense, I am right there. And thus we have the, the liturgy of the word where we have the gospel proclaimed at the passion. Uh, we have the veneration of the cross where we come and we venerate perhaps with a bow or some kind of contact or veneration of the cross that we are literally kissing the cross of Christ. And all that separates us from that is just a matter of time. But our veneration is a literal and uh, mystical kissing of the Jesus on the cross uh, on Good Friday. And then uh, in the liturgical setting, uh, that ordinarily outside of this time when we're uh, practicing at home shelter, but ordinarily at a different time, we would receive him in Holy Communion, the lamb uh, who offered himself. So I want to get into a few more things regarding our own personal choice to, to commit ourselves to this meditation. Because even before we get into this liturgically and we understand that he died for me, we, we need to prepare, have our hearts and minds and will be ready to say, I am going to think about this. Jesus, I'm going to give you time to meditate upon this. I'm going to have myself do this. Even that is, is very important. So we understand why, why we ought to commit ourselves to this. Well, number one reason why we want to commit ourselves to this, we, we celebrate Easter every Sunday throughout the year. And that's why we come and we gather. It's a, every Sunday is a mini Easter and we have the big Easter on Easter Sunday when we celebrate his resurrection. And in order for us to best celebrate and be a part of it, to share in our Lord's resurrection, we need to be able to unite ourselves with him through his passion. Uh, Jose Maria Scriva had uh, a beautiful quote. We, uh, we should not tread the path too hastily, that is the path of our Lord's passion, uh, lest we lose sight of a simple fact which we might easily overlook. We will not be able to share in our Lord's resurrection unless we unite ourselves with him in his passion and death. 
If we are to accompany Christ in his glory at the end of Holy Week, we must first enter into his Holocaust and be truly united to him as he lies dead on Calvary. Thus, we need to consciously choose to think about Jesus dying on the cross, consciously choose to be there in union with the persons of our Blessed Mother, St. John the Apostle, St. Mary Magdalene. We're there with them. We will to be there. And the liturgy is meant to give us that experience and make us know we are there. Jesus sees us there when we choose and consciously, interiorly participate in that spiritual fact. It's true. A time does not separate us from Jesus in the beauty of the liturgy, nor when we enter into that personal relationship with him. Time will not separate us. We are there. He sees us there. He, in that sense, welcomes you and me there. He wants us there. But he also wants us to experience this with him because he did this, he experienced this for us so that we would not die forever, but that we could have life. He bore the burden of our sins. Uh, St. Peter wrote in uh, chapter 2, First Peter chapter 2, and every one of them. So we are, furthermore, he wants us to have a, a sense in this that he personally frees each one of us in the exodus. We uh, talked a little bit with Bishop Quinn hearing about the exodus uh, of Israel out of Egypt. Uh, under the oppressive oppression of Pharaoh. Uh, but here in the passion and in the cross, Jesus is concretely freeing us from oppression from the devil. And he is concretely uh, letting his own humanity undergo the oppression of the guilt of our sins and the torments uh, that were due to our sins. And we would rightly deserve for us. He is freeing us and giving us deliverance. So our own commitment to contemplating that um, and doing so uh, w will be very fruitful. I think of St. John Chrysostom who commented on this very idea as well. We should read our Lord's passion constantly. What great benefit we will gain by doing so. Even if you are as hard as a stone, he went on to say, when you contemplate that he was sarcastically adorned, then ridiculed, beaten, and subjected to the final agonies, you'll be moved to cast all that is the subjection of your own life into his final agonies. You'll be moved to cast all pride from your soul. Uh, many of the great saints who have gone ahead of us meditated upon the passion of our Lord, found great interior freedom. I, I, I oftentimes direct people when they want to grow in the interior life or find greater freedoms from various things or uh, negative habits. It's the passion of Jesus. Look at the crucifix. And it's, it's often called the, uh, the guide of our lives. That was a St. Thomas Aquinas quote, the passion of Christ is enough to serve as a guide and a model throughout our lives. Uh, so the saints teach us, I, one day I, I read, I read uh, from uh, the comments of St. Thomas that he was visiting another great saint of his day, St. Bonaventure. And St. Thomas asked him uh, where he acquired his knowledge, his understanding. These both now, St. Bonaventure is a doctor of the church. He was a Franciscan, and St. Thomas Aquinas was a, a Dominican. Of course, we know him as the angelic doctor, a doctor of the church. So St. Thomas was asking him, so St. Bonaventure, where did you get, of course, he wasn't calling him Saint, so Bonaventure, where did you get all this, where did you get all this wisdom uh, that it is? So St. Bonaventure, he pulled out a crucifix, and it was, uh, St. Thomas noted, Thomas Aquinas noted it was blackened, blackened by all of the veneration, the kisses mm. that Bonaventure had given to that crucifix for his personal devotion. Uh, and Bonaventure uh, wrote or said to him, this is the book that tells me what I should write. The little I know I learn from it. 
speaking of the crucifix to which he had in his hand. Uh, Beautiful wisdom for every one of us that uh, Good Friday has that power uh, and it does for each us each and every day. Beautiful. Yeah, 16 minutes past the hour, you're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham speaking with Father Randall Kazel this morning about Good Friday, the crucifixion, and what it means for us here today in our own lives and how it can help us overcome sin, addiction, different different uh, sinful habits that we've perhaps gotten into. I'd like to think that sin and addiction is kind of a result of our clinging to the things of this world. But it's great to remind ourselves how Jesus emptied himself, becoming the form of a slave. And as St. Paul says, he was able to, he was able to thereby save or redeem the entire world. By death, he trampled death. And that's a great thing to think about. Uh, I, I took my kids over to the cemetery recently to try to find the gravestone of a distant relative and it was great the conversations that happen uh, when you're in a cemetery with your kids (laughs) and it was great to be able to explain to them one-on-one take the opportunity that to explain this is not the end there is a resurrection after that but in the middle of the catholic cemetery you see what a crucifix Mm -hmm. you have to go through calvary in order to as you said, uh, participate with Jesus in his glory. That's right. Through Calvary to the glory of the resurrection. And we all are invited to go with Jesus and welcomed into his heart to walk with him through Calvary. He, he delights in this so much so that as he invites us in liturgically and personally devoted in devotion, personal devotion, uh, that then the transition also takes place where he wants to live within each and every one of us so that his life becomes our life. He shares all of his life with us. And part of his life at the heart of his culmination of his life is Calvary, uh, Good Friday. And then he wants from that experience of us sharing in his life and moments on Calvary to share every aspect of our life so that our life is no longer our own, but it's Christ also. And that is the, the pinnacle of love and friendship with Jesus, that Jesus' life is mine and my life is Jesus's life. So in the crucifix, the, the cross uh, teaches us this. And I, I think one of the things that um, a Catholic can do to continue to feel and experience the grace of Good Friday is to have a cross to which they uh, look, can look to Jesus and see Jesus. And to have a cross, perhaps they carry one. And if you carry a rosary, you have an automatic cross crucifix with you all the time to which you might refer in a moment of decision or a moment of a trial or temptation. Perhaps you have your hand in your pocket, your hands on your crucifix. Uh, many of the saints have shown us that example, wearing a crucifix with them, reminding them the purpose of my life is to love Jesus and the possibility of loving him is with him on the cross, loving him on the cross. And paradoxically, that brings what? Joy. Joy, yeah. The Easter joy. It seems so contradictory, but that is the genius of Christianity. It is. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful stuff, Father Kazel. Thank you so much for the this wonderful Good Friday meditation here on Real Presence Live. And we are up, up next. It's going to be after 40 days of journeying through the desert. How do we celebrate Easter in a truly Catholic way? That's what we're going to be discussing with Father Christopher Cowles of the Diocese of Sioux Falls. That's next on Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, 
and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.